Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And today I gave you Brick. We're on a Ryan Johnson kick. I figured I'd give you one of his first movies. Yeah, if I ever see Ryan Johnson, I'm going to hit him with a fucking brick, Are dude. you fucking serious? You didn't like this movie? It was just kind of like, I don't know, man. Uh, there were things I liked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like I hated it all the way. Right. It wasn't a terrible movie by any means. But uh, I don't know. Some things just kind of like... I don't know if they did it on, if he did it on purpose or, or or I don't know. But anyways, we'll get into it. But yeah, so, so this came out in 2005. This is one of his like you said this is his first movie, right? One of his first movies. Yeah, he worked on the screenplay for a while. Yeah, he read and directed it. He couldn't get the budget for it, so his um, family gave him money to do this movie. Wow. Less than five hundred thousand dollars budget wise. That's um yeah. Well, I mean, it's not really like a no. You know. It's not a whole lot going on. That was actually what I liked about it was that that real feel to it, you know, the kind of a like lost footage type of deal. Yeah, right. Um, and his brother, I think it was his brother that did the music for it, which I thought was pretty great. Figure. Yeah, that's some good. Yeah, that's some good music. Um, so, all right, we did the budget. Give kind of like a preview for it. Uh, you want to talk about who's in it? Because oh yeah, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of up and comers. Yeah. So Joseph Gordon Levitt, I think this is like one of his like his feature film. I want to say. It's probably yeah, one of the first ones he starred in, for yeah. sure. And uh, Nora Zenith. I'm not saying her name right at all. all right. Which one was Center. she? Was she Laura or the girl? Laura. She was Laura, okay. Yeah. Lucas Haas, which, who was the pen. Mm. Noah. He did a great job in this movie. He did, didn't he? Um, um, and then, uh, I feel like I've seen Turk or Tug or whatever the fuck it is. Tug, yeah. Tug, Tug, that was his name? Mm. Just one. I always thought it was Tuck or Tug. I it was Tug, yeah. T-U-G. Um, I feel like I saw him. At first, I thought it was What's-His-Face. I thought it was Ben Savage or whatever his name. Not Ben Savage. Fucking the dude from Alpha Dog and Flash Forward and all that other shit. I don't know his name, but I know you're talking about yeah. you, you know what I mean? The one that played like the Nazi, the, the, the kid that got kidnapped. Yeah. The brother, the badass. Right. That guy. Okay. That's who I thought it was at first, but then the more I looked at it, it was like that again. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Emily DeRaven. Have mm. you ever seen her? She's like, she was in the, she's in Lost. She's in Once Upon a Time. Who'd she play? TV show. She was the girl that oh, okay. got yeah, killed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's at the beginning of the movie, so it's not right, really yeah, a spoiler. It's not like we're giving up anything. I, that was what I thought, like when they first showed her and then it was like two days before and then he went back to see the body. I was like, oh fuck, well we're wrapping this up earlier. I was going to say, yeah. Like, this is fucking 20 minutes. I'm like, all right. Okay. I was thinking the same thing. Like, man, this was a quick movie. Because I'm thinking this whole movie is going to take place in these two days. Well, they fucking got through them two days. Like, it wasn't shit. Right. But, so uh, I don't, I was into focus feature films like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their indie. And I used to just watch all of them that came out because I loved the films that they were doing. And this is one that popped up back in the day and i was like hey, i'll give it a shot check it out fucking loved this movie i don't uh i don't know how i would have missed it man because 05 i was in high school you know what i mean like i feel like this is a movie i would have saw mm-hmm. but uh, i think it's one of those that just fell so far under the radar that not a lot of people yeah because it couldn't have made any money it made like three million which is well off of pretty, the budget that's fucking pretty good yeah it's pretty good but at the same time it just doesn't have that cult following that i feel like it deserves you never know, man. Yeah. Well, when you fuck up Star Wars, that's not a way to get a cult following. <laughs> he did the best one. I haven't forget. I haven't forgiven him yet. Uh, Still. <laughs> yeah, he did the best ninety percent of a fucking Star Wars movie. The only problem is he fucking 
He fucked Luke Skywalker, bro. You <laughs> fucked my childhood, dude. You fucked so many guys' childhoods. Like, speaking of, I don't know why, but uh, so you take shots before we do the podcast, and I mm. use little Star Wars shot glasses. <laughs> the wife asked me, "Does he prefer Han Solo or Luke Skywalker?" <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no idea they were Star Wars shot glasses because <laughs> I just fucking drink it. Okay. Keep it moving. She was pretty concerned about it, so I figured I would ask. Yeah, I mean, I I, I appreciate the concern, but it really doesn't make a fuck to me. But <laughs> that's so. that's sweet that she cared. You know, <laughs> see, she does like me, bro. Yeah. She, that's like she hates me. She likes. Me. Uh, did you see how many Mountain Dews we have in our house? We don't drink Mountain Dew. Those are all yours. Yeah, I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, man. you're welcome. Because I do get thirsty. <laughs> but uh, God, we shouldn't even say their name, bro, until they send a fucking check. I know, right? I just drink green liquid. Green liquid. <laughs> Surge's bigger brother. There you go. Um, um, so, so yeah. yeah, to set it up, uh, Gort, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, uh, Brendan, is a a drug dealer, I guess you would say. He's not, I don't well, think not he's really. really anything. He's kind of a like a, a, a middleman, really. Like, he just sets shit up and he's really smart. He covers his ass. Um, I don't think he was really anybody. He just kind of got drawn into this because of the girl. Like, yeah, but the way she knew, if she, she knew, well, later on in the movie, find out why she goes to him. But mm-hmm. I feel like even if that hadn't been the case, she would have still went to it because, I mean, he was super resourceful. Yeah. I mean, that dude did not fucking stop. He was like a fucking greyhound or not a greyhound. It was like a fucking, like a bloodhound. bloodhound he was yeah. on the trail, dude. Right. Like, fucking Sherlock homeboy. Yeah. He's in every, fun fact, he's in every scene of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe it. Um, like I said, that was kind of the thing that pissed me off about it. Cause it was like, he's not a badass, but he doesn't take shit either. Yeah. He's ridiculously intelligent. And, uh, I loved the dynamic with, uh, the other kid, uh, called brain, brain yeah. which that also kind of fucked with me too. Like, do you pay this guy or do you just own him? So like, I was looking up stuff about this movie and apparently on the forums, there's a rumor going around that the brain is actually a figment of his imagination. It's just him, like, going back and forth talking about situations, but, you know, because you never see the brain with anybody else. It's only him. That's true. So it's a super interesting concept to think about. I never really thought about that, but... But, I mean, he never had a car, and he kept getting to where he needed to go. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That is crazy. That is cool. That makes yeah. it a little more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyways, so I guess he's like, a, he's the guy you go to if you need to like find out how to do or go somewhere or whatever. It's really weird. It's like at first you can't tell if they're in college or in high school. And they're then it's just school. like they're just super rich fucking kids from California, which pissed me off because I was just like, man, my high school would never look that nice. Ever. I know, right? This is uh, another fun fact. Ryan Johnson's actual high school that he went to. Oh, really? That's where this was filmed, yeah. Yeah, because he's probably like the most famous person to ever come out of that place, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, So that's the part that I fucking loved about this movie, is there's, it's taking place in high school, but there's this like drug trafficking underbelly gangster side to it, and it's just fucking hilarious watching these kids. That was what I was thinking the, this whole time. I was just like... Who gave the balls to these fucking kids? Like, 
he's like, my crew gets a cut of this, your crew that. And I'm like, dude, y'all are fucking jits. Yeah, exactly. I would have rolled through you motherfuckers. Like, well, I ain't gonna lie. That tug kid, he was about at that business. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, but. <laughs> beat the fuck out of Jason Gordon-Levitt. But yeah, but at first glance, I'm like, I would beat the shit out of this fucking guy. <laughs> and take his car. And whatever he had on him that I wanted. Speaking of. Nicest Mustang I've seen in a movie by far. You know what's crazy is those are not, those are not great cars. Oh no, they're like I, the way they're made and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of them still around. Right. And the way he was driving the fuck out of that shit, it didn't go last long either. It definitely made it look cool. Anyways, <laughs> I was almost like for like about half a second, I was just like, man, now that's a Ford. I, I can't do it. It's a Ford. <laughs> like right there, I just stopped. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, then, yeah, but you drive a fucking Malibu that you can't keep out of the shop, so you don't have a lot of room to talk. Hey, man, I never said that new Chevys were reliable. I said <laughs> old Chevys are reliable. Okay, that's fair. Like a rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't go anywhere. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> they don't change. They just stay the same. So, yeah, the whole thing is, is his girlfriend, I'm assuming they dated back in the past. There was a picture of them together right. being real lovey-dovey. It was like the one he loved. Exactly, love of his life. But she's a fucking train wreck. God damn, I can't stop. Stay off this mic. It's all right. I need to push mine away from my my face because when I'm well, editing you turned us up, and now I feel like we're just like blah, 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 like we're yelling at shit. Like every time <laughs> I make a noise, I feel like it's just like yeah, like right. Off into the head, so. I know. I need to get you a better mic stand. I got this one, and it works pretty well. I need to get no. I, lo- I love it. It's just like I, I feel like I'm always. But that's the thing is, something. every time you touch it, yeah. it rackets. Well, we just need to like like make it like a baby proof one. Like we'll just noise cancel it. You know, just wrap it in like saran wrap or something. I just put a bunch of egg crates on it because that's what everyone says. You know how many people told me like oh, you should put egg crates on your fucking walls. On your walls to like help with the sound. I'm like that doesn't work. You fucking fuck. Does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't well, do anything. Hustle, hustle and flow lied like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. It might it might work as a diffuser a little bit, but not enough to like worth the Make effort. a difference. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway. That's, that's tragic. Yeah. Because that was is. a cool part of the movie. I mean. You see him and Anthony Anderson just in there fucking stapling them shits to the wall. What you doing all this shit for me? That's probably where everyone gets it from, dude. Just fucking hustle and flow. I mean, probably everybody our age. Like, um, if you want a real world like um, pro tip when it comes to like audio or something, record in your closet. Yeah, I heard that. Or like in a shower. Shower. Put, yeah, they said like put like either a mattress or a blanket that's, over your shower. That's too much. <laughs> and then just just record. Yeah, that might work. But the best one is your uh, closet. If you don't have like any room or anything like that, and you want to really dampen down the sound, go in your closet. One dude I saw was pretty cool. He's an up and coming rapper. I saw a documentary on it. Mm-hmm. It was like all these people trying to make it. It's really depressing. It's like it just shows you like you can love something so much and, and try your best for so long. And if people don't give a fuck, you're not gonna go anywhere. That's 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 something I struggle with. Daily. It's literally us. Yeah, like, you know. But no, nah, I mean we have fun doing this, but I'm yeah. just saying like But that's the thing we know it's not gonna be an overnight thing. Right. You know? It's love it and the fame will come. Right stick with it type of deal yeah but uh anyways the i said all that to say this guy he took sheets and mm. he had bunk beds that him and his brother slept on and he put sheets on both sides of the bunk bed yeah and he put the microphone in the bed and he would put his head in the sheet and, and would rap that's that's super smart yeah that's a really good and he was just like yeah man he's like this is just the easiest way i know how to do it and he's like and it sounds crisp he yeah. goes you don't need a big expensive studio. He's like, I can do this with my laptop and and this right here. 
Exactly, 100%. And like, I was just like, that's fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever... This guy's probably like the biggest rapper ever now. I don't, <laughs> like, don't know who he is. But, right. But yeah, I just remember seeing that. I was like, man, no, that's fucking smart, dude. It is pretty smart. See, I'm the kind of guy, like all these sound panels on the wall, I had to hand build them to cut down on the reverb. So we sound don't sound so echoey. Well, we sound great, man. People always tell me about how great we sound. Yeah, I'm slowly tinkering it. Like, I actually go back and listen to some of our old, older episodes, and my production has come, like, so far. Like, I'm sorry if you go back and listen to our older episodes, because they sound like dog shit compared to now. So, but, you know. I think you've, yeah, you've definitely grown. Yeah. But you you've have always to. done a good job. Appreciate it. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, I guess he's, like, a middleman slash resource guy, and uh, he's got the brain, who's also, like, a super nerd, and they just pass a Rubik's Cube. I thought that was a pretty cool scene, because mm. he's searching for this girl, because uh, she calls him, and he goes to this payphone, or she finds a note in his locker, Yeah, he goes to this payphone, and she's, like, she has, like, she's just super scared, and yeah. she's, like, super, like. She's begging for his help. She's got in too deep. But he she doesn't, doesn't know what he's talking about. Exactly, but like she doesn't want to like he doesn't want she doesn't want to see him and stuff like that. And uh he's just like, You gotta help me. And then he sees this car, that Mustang, yep. driving by Tug's Mustang. And uh she's like, Oh my god, they're here and she hangs up the phone and runs. Well, he sees the payphone she called from across the highway. Yeah. And uh he sees that cigarette cigarette gets flicked like right by his foot. Mm-hmm. And uh it's a little foreshadowing for you there. Yeah. And uh, so he starts hounding literally anybody and everybody that knows this chick to find her. Yeah. I think it was really smart the way he did it. He was a very like Eastern promises kind of thing. Like to find out what happened to her. He tries to like push his way on the inside. Mm-hmm. So he gets like tug. He keeps trying to go after tug because he's like bottom man. You know, mm-hmm. he's muscle. So it's like if I can get on Tug's good side, he can bring me to the pen. Then I can get on Penn's good side and figure out what actually happened mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, you know, and that was the thing that kind of I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that was the purpose of having all these kids be so young, but like tried to be so important, so serious, so adult like. Mm-hmm. But then it's undercut by jokes. And that's what makes it kind of funny. I mean, yeah, at the same time, they're having this serious-ass gangster-ass meeting, and this dude's fucking mom. They've literally beat the shit out of this kid in the basement for, like, a fucking hour and a half. Right. And then they take him upstairs and give him fucking cereal and a glass of orange and a fucking apple juice. I, like, I thought that was the craziest shit ever. That's what makes it so funny is because you're, like, trying to play it trying to play it serious and then you have these undercuts of humor because they are kids yeah and then like you think it's all like gonna kind of just like obviously it sets a weird tone off rip because like you said you're about 20 minutes in and then they find the, the his love interest the one that he's doing all this for you find her fucking face down in a pool of water right this is like the first part of the movie and uh i thought she od'd mm-hmm but you know, you obviously you come a little later on, you find out that ain't the case. Right. But so at first he goes like he he finds an invitation in her stuff, mm-hmm. and it's to a party. And then he finds he goes to these drama kids that she hung out with, which uh, Megan Good she's young in this one, but she's always always good. Um, but he goes to her and she's like playing hard to get. I thought that was pretty funny, too. She's just got, like, a fucking whipping boy or whatever the fuck you want to call it. A lap dog is what they called it, yeah. 
And uh, he's just like rubbing her fucking feet and shit and <laughs> yeah. on the floor. She's like, will you go get my jacket? And he just fucking jumps up out of nowhere. Yeah. They're just sitting there having a good five minute conversation. And then she's like, fucking so-and-so, go get my stuff. He just pops up like a, out of screen. Yeah. Um. She was also an evil bitch, too, though. She was. Like... That part where he like gets right towards the end and he get, comes in there and he's just like, cut the fucking shit. Like, what happened? And this and that. She's like, oh my God, did you hear about Doan? <laughs> Brittany, will you go get my shoes out of the locker? And he, she's like, find what you were looking for. Like, just instantly dropped all that emotion. Right. And I was just like, wow, that's good acting. That's good acting. <laughs> she was great. I loved You're her. Fucking evil bitch is what you are. You're fucking evil bitch. <laughs> yeah, but the, I guess they kind of have some chemistry because, you know. They used to fuck around. Yeah, yeah exactly. But she's on the inside. She's, like, she's still making, he's like, what does he say? Still still wrapping freshmen around your finger or something like that. And she's yeah. like, you were a freshman at one point. <laughs> it's like, I'm not now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like like renegade Harry Potter in this one. <laughs> you know? He's just missing the scar. I do, you know another thing? Like I, I don't gotta get it, but I don't like like the fucking dress shoes with the jeans, man. That shit got on my nerves. <laughs> like, what a pompous asshole, bro. Like, you're in high school, bro. What the fuck are you doing wearing duck shoes to, uh, to school, man? I wish I would have pulled it up because Ryan Johnson said that he specifically picked certain shoes for people because he feels the shoes are just as much that speak to their character. Dude, it was just like you heard him clicking the whole fucking time. Yeah, but it paid off. It paid off in that one chase yeah, scene. I guess. Yeah, I was pretty good. He gets chased. So the thing is, is he, he gets he goes to talk to Tug. Tug takes him to the pen. The pen is like the, you know, kingpin. He's the one that runs all this shit. Yeah, I got that part. Yeah, <laughs> and then the kingpin is like, you know what? Let us think. Let us talk about it. Let us think about You'll it. You'll have your answer by the end of the day. Right. And so by the end of the day, this dude whips out a knife to, like, take care of him. He stabs He's, him in the arm. Yeah, cuts his arm. And then he chases him. And you do hear, like, because they're mixed so fucking loud. Just the shoes. So he's chasing him, and finally, I guess he realizes like the shoes are keeping him on his trail. So he throws off the shoes. And dude, then, like, the the, the kick, the that slow ass kick. Like, how did that dude not see that right. kick in time? <laughs> like, I'm just stepping over that and beating the shit out of you because you're already on the ground. It was pretty cartoony. It was like something out of Looney Tunes. Well, before all that, before you find out that fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt broke the forty time in fucking dress shoes, yeah, like. The first like interrogation, like where he's kind of getting into the to the mystery a little bit, mm-hmm. he goes to those those fucking uh, potheads behind that store. That oh right, right, right. And there's like five of them, <laughs> and he just walks up and fucking decks this kid in the face. Like that was what Doge? Yeah, <laughs> no, Doge or Dode or something like that. That was yeah. Doge. Yeah, he's the one that has information that he needs. Yeah, and he's just like he's like. I could beat the shit out of him by myself. He goes, and I got a full night's sleep and I'm not, and I'm fucking sober. So I could beat the shit out of all y'all too. And the one dude's like, all right. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. He's like smoking a joint. He's like, all right then. Could you imagine sitting, getting your ass beat and your buddies are just standing off to the side? No, they would not be my buddies anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Watching you get your ass kicked. Even if it's, I mean, I get it a one-on-one and everything, but like, there's a point where like, if I'm not fighting back, yeah. Or if I'm just getting my ass stomped, like, right. like, oh, this guy's going to get fucking killed. 
yeah, bro, uh, you don't have to hurt him, but at least get him off of me. Exactly, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at least grab this motherfucker. <laughs> don't hurt him hit me again, please. <laughs> like... And then as he he's done beating him, gets his information, he's walking away, and the guy's like, don't come back here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just going to say that. That was the fucking greatest shit. I'm going to do that shit to somebody at work. Like, we'll be talking to all this shit. When they walk away, you stay away, dude. Don't fuck, don't come here no more. Like, I, I thought that was fucking great. Shit was pretty hilarious. I just want to be that guy in a movie, bro. Yeah. Don't give me a crazy amount of lines. Like, I don't need like a bunch of screen time, bro. Just let me give me one good line that I get to fucking yell out. That would be fucking <laughs> awesome. I could have been that guy, bro, honestly. Right. Just give me a fucking beanie and a joint. I could have been that guy. We'll get you there. <laughs> fucking stay out of here, man. Kick your ass. You know, just some. Uh, anyway, so he goes and uh, gets some information out of Doge, and yeah. then he goes and uh, he ends up uh, going to this party. And I forget the dude's name, but he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Oh, the jock. Yeah, he was that in all Sorry he to does Bother. Is talk about himself. Yeah, and he's like high as fuck the entire time. He's just coked out of his mind. Right, Brian White. Yeah, he's uh, he's and good. His actor. name is Brad in the fucking movie. Of course, it does. Yeah. It was like 90210. This movie was like 90210, but with like, I don't know. It's like you want to say it's like all the drama, but then they have those stupid ass like scenes in there that just are funny. Yeah. So it's kind of just throws you off. Those the whole vibe of the movie around, man. So what it is, it's a throwback to like neo noir movies. Like that's what I kept thinking. Like, this is like a modern noir, is what yeah. I kept saying to myself. That's pretty, that's what he went for. He was going for a neo noir like feel. Because watch it, old girl smoke that cigarette. Holy fuck, dude. She smoked the shit out of that thing. Mm. Old Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what he was going for. But apparently, fun fact, he based this off of um, Cowboy Bebop. It's a really popular anime. I I've actually never... like Cowboy Bebop. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. You like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's, the dude's an outlaw, and he steals the most advanced uh, spaceship mm-hmm. in, in the world. And, like, Nobody can catch him and shit like that, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants, but, like, he's an outlaw. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Well, Jason Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was based off of that character. Uh, One thing I did not like about this was, like, when he has to go talk to the vice principal. Oh, right. (laughs) And, like, these people are like, they're the fucking DEA. It's like, I'll be forced to tell them that it was all you. And I'm like, who gives a fuck, bro? I'll go to prison. Like... (laughs) Are you gonna expel me, bitch? Like, That's the thing. He keeps threatening him with like being expend or uh, suspended or expelled or something. He's like, my record guy. He's like, I got away with my record clean, but now he feels like he owns me. I mean, uh, yeah, bro. That's what it sounds like. I don't know, man. Like I said, like obviously he had something he was going for with the fact that he made you know. But the, that that's a, that's the thing that's so confusing to me, man. Because like, if you're gonna make it like a noir, like why would it be kids? That it's a it's yeah. just a it's, and then that's maybe that's why that's why I said maybe like I was just missing like that was what the funny part about it was right was just like it's this super serious like it's topics not a, and exactly it's not like a super deep movie it's just a typical detective story but you're setting it as kids so it kind of just gives it a spin to it you know it kind of made me think about that movie bully a little bit mm, I don't think I've seen that one that's a that's a weird one well it's not really weird it's just fucked up. Uh, but it's about a kid that gets bullied by this fucking dude. Yeah. Like all through his life. And he like 
him and his friends like plot a way to kill this fucking bully. Mm-hmm. It is just like a whole thing. But anyways, that's kind of like the vibe I got off this movie. Like it was young kids, but they're dealing with very serious issues. Yeah. You saw kids, right? No. Damn, dude. You haven't seen anything. I know, right? Anyways, that's the same thing. It's like about the, all these kids in New York City and they're mm-hmm. young and they're fucking and they're all passing AIDS around like a fucking joint. It's crazy, dude. But it's just so shocking because it's such serious subject matter and such a young audience. Yeah. Or like a young, you know cast oh that's why i liked uh we did summer of 84 that's why i liked that movie because it was like super serious subject matter about like a murder well yeah but those were those were still like they were still normal kids they Mm -hmm. were still having fun and like you know they weren't getting into crazy shit like their idea of like being bad was still stuff that we would like you'll laugh at oh i see this was just like you know these kids have drug operations and they're passing women around and it's just fucking crazy, dude. Like like I said, it's just so shocking to see the serious subjects with the younger cast. Right. But like I said, I thought maybe that was what he was going for. But um, one thing I thought was really cool, that is the cleanest they've ever made a fucking Astro Van look. <laughs> when they pick old boy up right. in the parking lot, dude, and there's literally a fucking living room set up in this van. Yeah, he has like he's lamps. He's got a fucking lamp. In table, like it's insane it in the is. back of this van. There's fucking curtains and shit. Yeah, and he had that cane. That cane was dope. <laughs> You're 18, bro. What the fuck do you have a cane for? <laughs> I know, and he had these tacky ass like uh, eagles everywhere. Like mm. whenever they're in his like office, there's one beside him, and on his mailbox, there's like his fucking uh, cane got one on it too. It's so fucking stupid, but <laughs> yeah. And they got two rooms, his office, and then the other one's the room where they beat the shit out of people. Right. And they keep the brick. The brick. The single brick. Well, they had 10 of them, apparently. Yeah. Well, you only see one. Yeah. Well, because the other one was laced yeah. with yeah. R- the wrong shit, and it killed somebody. That's what kind of- put one like- kid in a coma, that's right. Yeah. And that was another thing that I didn't get, you know- I know I'm jumping around, but like when they fucking finally get it and he's like, you did it, Laura, you fucking did it, you bitch. She was rich. Like, why the fuck were you doing that to begin with? (laughs) Like, like, I guess she just wanted to like prove that she could be a fucking master genius or something. I guess like, I don't know. Evil genius. I don't know her motive, but yeah, she was pretty much. She literally was a puppeteer. She she played those, every one of those fucking dudes like they were chumps. Yeah. She was the crux of the whole movie. So. All right, let's break it down. Let's break down the like story a little bit. So the girl dies. The reason mm-hmm. she dies is because you think it's a drug overdose, but well, they find you out. thought it was a drug overdose. I thought. Well, I mean, they don't talk about her getting shot until what's his face says that. Yeah. Uh, when tugs, you know, like obviously the uh, or he blows that he blows his Doge's fucking head clean. That's off. one that surprised me, like, dude. When that that's shot- when I said, okay, well, this kid's fucking for real. <laughs> yeah, he's not fucking around. Because when he beats the shit out of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the parking lot. Not a big deal, but the only reason that he brought Joseph Gordon-Levitt to meet the pen mm-hmm. was because he fucking runs at him in that fucking Mustang doing about 90 yeah. in that parking lot, he and he liked. don't fucking flinch, bro. Yeah, he earned his respect. And he was like, all right, get in. Yeah, exactly. And this is after he just beat the living fuck out of him. He threw something at his car, and then that's when he fucking turned around and beat yeah. the shit out of him some more. Um <laughs> Um, I did have one like, so the way the movie sets it up is Tug is the muscle for the pin. And then you find out that they're rivals. Yeah, they're just two gangs. They were working together, but now that everything happened. I thought that was fucking hilarious, bro, when their crews were sitting there and he's like, bring all the muscle you want. 
We're just going to talk. <laughs> and he literally goes to the kid's living room and the mom's like pouring everybody a drink yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And literally all Tugs dudes have the same fucking wife beater on right. and a beanie. And a white beanie. <laughs> and fucking all of the pins guys just have black tees on. <laughs> They're just like fucking gang colors. I thought that was hilarious. I loved that. <gasps> you wanted them to go to war, didn't you? It's just like one street versus another street at this point. I guess. But that's what was kind of like it didn't establish it until. Um, yeah, I'm thinking these kids are like Mickey Mouse in it, dude. It turns out they got like a legit fucking organizations, like organized crime going on in the suburbs, dude. Right. It was so wild, dude. Like I said, like it wasn't a bad movie. It kept me interested. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how much I would enjoy watching it a second time. Knowing everything now. The more that I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Do like, you? This is probably like the third or fourth time I've seen it, and I just enjoy it a little bit more every time. Yeah. The one thing that really like hooked me is the the uh, the slang, because some of it I recognize. Back in the day, I didn't recognize it because I didn't watch a lot of neo noir. Right. But then I picked up on some of it this you know past couple of times, and then I realized Ryan Johnson just kind of made up his own lingo mm. at some parts. So, I don't know. That's one thing I really enjoyed was just the, the, the lingo slash dialogue. I thought the I, I thought there was some cool stuff in it. Like I said, the, there were some parts that were really funny. Mm -hmm. Like that part in the van. He's sitting there like fucking Don Corleone in the back of this right. fucking van with his cane. And this is your payment. And he gives him like a thin ass envelope. <laughs> it's probably like a hundred bucks in it. Right, right. Like, <laughs> bro, why did you put this in an envelope? You could have just handed me the money. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here, dude? You guys put me in a fucking trunk and blindfolded me. I'm in high school, bro. I'm going to be late to geometry for this shit. I don't know, man. Like I said, some of it was just fucking hilarious to me. But then, like I said, like it was such serious subject matter for some mm -hmm. of it that it was just kind of like threw me off. Yeah. Uh, I get that. Um, When he goes to the party, Laura kind of takes him off. And it's like, dude, how many candles were in that fucking house? That's a lot of open flames. That is a lot of open flames. It's a really nice house. And everyone's wearing togas? Like Everybody's fucking off. Everybody's on drugs. Doesn't look like there's many responsible people there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyways. So he goes and gets information from Laura. Well, she's kind of like, she's kind of like, yeah, she's giving him something, but she's not giving him something. Well, the thing is, she's trying to control him, too. She's trying to mm. make him part of her little game, but he's not taking the bait. So right. he's like. Because all he's worried about, well, now is finding out who killed. Uh, why the fuck can't I remember this girl's name? <laughs> Isn't it Laura? Like, no, Laura's the, 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 the evil bitch. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Emily. Emily, fuck. Why don't I remember that? Yeah. That's an easy name. So Emily died. Got Emily killed. was the one that died. Well, anyways, uh, forget what happens, but then uh, Laura picks him up. Mm. Well, that's when Tug takes him to. Oh the, yeah, takes him and beats the shit out of him, and yeah. uh, he makes the kingpin like. And then she's like, every time she's like, "I'll drive you home," <laughs> and. She's like, you swallowed a lot of blood. You need to go to the hospital. Like, those guys are going to the hospital. Yeah, it's a, like an ongoing gag that he's like internally bleeding. He keeps like coughing. Oh, they fuck him up yeah. for a good little minute. But oh. <laughs> when he puts him in that fucking basement, he's just beat the living shit out of him. Man. It, was, it was fucking hilarious. And then he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, no the fuck you're not. Oh, he doesn't smoke cigarettes, remember? Oh, it was a joint. Yeah. yeah. Because he asked him later in the movie, he's like... Hey, you smoke? Not Can cigarettes? I get a cigarette? He's like, I don't smoke. I've literally seen you smoke like four times. 
He's like, not fucking cigarettes, bro. Yeah. Because that's what ties it back to the cigarette coming out of, like, being thrown out of his car. Mm. You're with us now. <laughs> We're laying low. Go back and sleep some more. I don't want to fucking sleep anymore. Well, you're not fucking leaving. Tug did a good job. Tug was pretty good. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him. Uh, him and Penn were probably my but Well, I mean, obviously, just Gordon Levitt right. did a good job. I like the brain kid, too. Laura, she was a fucking evil bitch. Like, yeah, she was a savage. It would be hard for me to watch her in anything and not be like, how's she not the villain? <laughs> you know? But she uh, she did a great job of commanding her scenes mm-hmm. and just coming off like she's so innocent. But, like, if you look into her eyes, you could see, like, oh, you're a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so he's trying to figure out who killed uh, Tug or Tug killed Emily. Mm-hmm. Tug's beating the shit out of him. He talks to the pen because he thinks the pen did it because yeah. the her and the pen were fucking. Obviously, he was giving her drugs. She was so, fucking everybody. Yeah. She fucked the pen. She fucked. Yeah, Megan Good has she a really fucked. nasty, a nasty line about it. Got a little muddled in the field there at the end, and I was just like, "Oh, you bitch! <laughs> like that's brutal." Yeah. Um. I heard she was pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways. And that's what gets the ball rolling is yeah. she finds out she's pregnant, but she's not sure who kid it is. She doesn't know if it's Doge's or uh, Tug's. So Laura makes Tug think it's his kid, and that's what makes him get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. And the reason she does that is because she's the one that cut the bad batch of brick that put the kid in the coma. So she pushes it off on Emily to make it look like she's the one that made the bad batch. So, you know, she's just trying to cover her tracks and she's using Emily as the fall guy. Yeah. And she knew that she had tug and pen wrapped around her finger. Right. Well, I guess pen. Yeah. I guess he loved her because that was like his whole aspect on it of bringing Joseph Gordon Levitt. in was to find out who did it. Cause mm-hmm. he wanted to make him fucking die or he wanted to figure out who did it to his drugs, whatever. And uh, when he wakes up in that, and when he wakes up in Tug's parents' house, and he's sitting there smoking a joint on the floor, mm-hmm. he's like, "It's like I just did it, you know." And then Laura had to talk me down, and you know she 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 she's good at that. She's good at talking me down, and uh, he's like, "I shot her with the same gun because he uh, he murders Doge." Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. Penn picks him up in the van and he's like, we're going to meet Doge. And he's going to, you know. And you think, because he sees Doge before he goes down to the meeting. And he's like, look, you don't need to tell him this. He's like, you need to tell me what happened, what she said to you. And he's like, you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle it that she had a baby in her. You you, you set her up. And this and that. Because, right. of course, he's been fucking manipulated. Everyone's in love with Emily. Everybody was in love with Emily. <laughs> and everybody listens to Laura. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. And uh, so, Doge, you think he's going to fuck Joseph Gordon Lowe over, but he knows that Tug killed her. So he just starts saying, he couldn't handle it that the baby was in. I would have took care of that baby. And then Tug just loses his shit. Pulls out that three fifty seven and blows a fucking big old hole in Doge's head. Yeah. Dude. And the pen's just like, you killed him. <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> and then you start hearing sirens and he just starts walking away. <laughs> like, well, he away. walks the pen into the cave. Mm-hmm. Or tunnel, rather. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then 
Justin Gordon-Levitt, he passes out or Laura takes him? Or I thought he passed out because that's when Tug picked him up, right? Right. So Kingpin <laughs> leaves and then Tug takes him back to the house. They have that little scene where he talks about he killed her. And, uh, but now, now Brendan wants to find out why he killed her. Yeah. Because, no, everybody, like, that was a good job. Ryan Johnson did do a good job of, like, he definitely kept the mystery going. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tight story. And, uh, he literally doesn't give it away until the end. Yep, the very end scene with, uh, Justin Gordon-Levitt and Laura have that conversation is, like, when you find out what's fucking going on. Wow, which is, like I said, and that's probably one of the most diabolical fucking little speeches it's probably you know what that reminded me of that scene right there at the mm-hmm. end on the football field was like the hole oh yeah that little bitch yeah when it, she gave her a little dialogue yeah, about what happened yeah you're right yeah, I can see that very just evil like just pure evil and the way she looked the way she delivered it was great um but yeah uh so they have the meeting and it's at the pin's house and that's when you get the funny scene of uh, uh, of their two crews just right. sitting around. They literally filled this dude's house up. There's probably like 20 each. Yeah. And then they both got one guy in the basement with them. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt in between them because he's mediating it. Because he's the big dick. You need him for everything. Yeah. He's talked his way into all these groups. Uh, and he's like, you're going to stop. He's like, you're going to stop fucking with me and you're going to give me my money back. And the last one was like, just to prove to me that you didn't spike the dope or you didn't spike the heroin. He's like, I want you to take a hit. He's like, oh, I'm fucking doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. And he gets up out of the seat. And they're about to go off and just Gordon was like, I'll take the fucking hit. If I don't die, you know he's not lying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh. Then you start hearing fucking gunshots and shit, furniture moving in this motherfucker. Because before he goes to the meeting, Joseph Gordon-Levitt calls Brain and says, Hey, man, at exactly 4.15, the cops better knock the fucking door down. <laughs> right. Or else I may not be there. hmm Well, he talks Tug into taking his car. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or uh, Brennan hid Emily's body. And he puts Emily's body in the trunk of Tug's car to frame him for the murder that he did. So I guess just to prove he did it. You wouldn't say frame. That would only be if he didn't kill her. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to say to expose him. Right. And the whole ruckus was uh, someone took the brick because they're like, the brick's not up there. Someone took it. Mm. They're trying to figure out who took the brick. Yeah, they're all beating the shit out of each other, like mm. trying to figure it out. And you think right. it's the cops, but then you start hearing gunshots and shit. And uh, the pen's right hand man comes down there and he's fucking shot up and falls over. Well, then Tug's about to murder the pen. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Brennan runs out of the room and uh, he ends up getting the gun. That's right. He ends up getting the gun from Tug. Mm-hmm. And. You hear the pin screaming, please help me, Brandon, please, please. Tug just fucking running through him. Calls him like a cripple and shit. <laughs> like, always beating the fuck out of him. It's pretty funny. Uh, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes to find the brick. Because, did he take it? 
No. No. Um, she did. Laura, Laura took did. the brick. Because that's, right. that's what he was saying. That's what their whole conversation. He's like. He goes, I hope you are telling the truth. He goes, I hope I just gave that letter to them for no reason. Yeah. Because that right now they're going to be searching your locker. And hopefully they don't brick. find that brick in your locker. That's when she realizes like her whole plan is shot. Why the fuck would you put it in there? Right? Like, Because it's fucking high school. At all the places in the world. You never heard about those bomb threats in high school? And people were like, fuck, I got weed in there. Or like we had a we had a system at Lakeland. <laughs> well, I will live in Brewer and Plant City. Fucking fucking hick redneck dumbasses. So everybody had a locker. It was just nobody's locker. It, it, we had one in every wing. Mm-hmm. And if we heard cops were coming or dogs were coming, everything that you weren't supposed to have goes into that locker. Really? Yeah. I mean, you lose whatever you had, but at least when the cops find uh, it, like, you're not getting pinned on. It's nobody's. Yeah. Whose locker is this? It says it's unregistered. Take the drugs, <laughs> because we used to all we used to try to get out and put our shit in our cars. Well, they yeah. checked the cars first. Did they really? Yeah. Well, at Lakeland they did. I don't I know about know everywhere, but I guess they got wind <laughs> of our shenanigans. <laughs> you would literally hear, and they set up the toilets to where if you flushed it, they had traps in them. What the fuck? Yeah, they, they could go in. It was like a certain part of the plumbing, like in the in the pump house, they could go and open up this trap, and everything that had been flushed down the toilet got caught. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to go. Like, it got caught, and That's there'd be fucking, fucking pills and weed and all kinds of shit in there. Yeah, because I remember they would call a bomb threat, and then people would try to, like, sort of sprint to their fucking lockers because they know it was going to be searched. <laughs> you'd go into a bathroom, like, right before they'd get there, dude, you'd see fucking clouds of smoke going over the fucking stall. <laughs> people try to smoke their shit. Yeah. Fucking popping stuff. Like, yeah, just fucking trying to destroy their drugs so they don't get they don't get there before the cops do right so i think that's what he was kind of like hinting at is that like high school those high school days just putting everything in your locker that's true but yeah a whole brick of heroin yeah like, <laughs> but yeah that's like i said it just didn't like it that she must have just loved to see she must have loved to just puppeteer people like manipulate people and see what she could do with them yeah because she was well off that house that they live in is fucking you put six of mine in there right and she would i don't see any reason why she would need the money or you know what i mean like she just liked the action she liked the thrill of it that makes sense because yeah she's the mastermind of everything so yeah because she, she just does it for she the had thrill. a she had a, a, a bug in everybody's ear mm-hmm. you know what i mean and she could get all these guys. She made all the men in that movie. Like, that was probably the thing that scared Emily more than anything was the fact that she knew she couldn't beat this bitch. Yeah. Because, like, she loved everybody physically, but this bitch got to you up here. Right. And a woman that can get into your head is more dangerous than an aneurysm. 100%. For sure. That's why I don't only let my wife in there. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fucking silent killer, not heart disease. Is a, is a woman that is a mental assassin that can get in your head. Yeah, for sure. You're not wrong. So, uh, you know, we pretty much talked about the movie. What well, do you, what do you, what? The, no, I'm sorry. I got to throw this in there, dude. I think the coldest fucking line in the whole thing is like one of the last things she says to him. She's like, she was three months pregnant. She told me. And if she was three months pregnant, then whose baby would it be? Brennan? She's like, but I think you knew that the whole time. Didn't you? That's why you cared so much. And she just turns and walks away. Well, she whispers something in her ear. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he doesn't say what it is. But, like, 
I can only imagine. It's like, I'm the fucking devil. Because <laughs> like, that is literally the only thing I can imagine that she could have said to him. Because after you say that, like, that's another thing. This dude just killed, or this bitch just is responsible for the, your biggest love of your life up until that point and your unborn child. This bitch wouldn't have made it off the field, dog, if right. it was me personally. <laughs> Because they obviously didn't give a fuck anymore. Like, he was just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, he served his purpose. He did his thing. You're not going to make a sequel out of this. Right. So, like, let him go out just as dark. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it fit the tone of the movie to that point to me. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he's just going to choke this bitch to death right here. Choke her up. For real. <laughs> and then Brain's going to come up and be like, why'd you do it? And he's like, she deserved it. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Right. You know what I think that's uh, I think after watching this This is probably only my second Ryan Johnson movie If I have watched another one It's because Looper Oh uh, okay Yeah nope. yeah, okay Yeah that, that fits my shit even more <laughs> I will say this You know what Ryan Johnson is great At doing movies About three fourths the way through <laughs> He's not gonna end them He fucks at ending them man You need to have a whole nother guy Write the endings Because Because Knives Out It was pretty good Oh, God damn it! I forgot he did. He write it though. Yeah, yeah, that was his movie. He wrote it. Yeah, shit. That ain't Maybe bad. he's getting better. He's, he's getting learning. Better. Yeah, he's better. <laughs> I just can't forgive him for Star Wars. Man. I know, like, right? You're holding that, holding that grudge. It's all right. Steve-O feels my pain. <laughs> so I fucking adore this movie. I love this movie to death. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe when you gave it to me. Yeah. You were really pumped for it. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't sure how you felt about the whole neo-noir detective, but I knew you were into the gangster thing, so I figured you might have latched onto that part of like it. Like I said, it, it definitely kept me interested. Uh, I didn't think it was a terrible movie by any means. Um, would I watch it again? Maybe. If, yeah. if I didn't have anything else going on and I couldn't find something better to watch, I'd, I'd give it another watch. Yeah. I think it deserves another watch. Because I, I realized that over when I was watching it. I really do enjoy Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor. He's so great. He, uh, it's kind of shitty. Like, I don't see him and stuff as much as I used to. Mm, he has, like, weird roles. He did that. Uh, he did the Project Power movie, but, I mean, he wasn't bad in it, but I felt like anybody could have played his part in that. That's why I didn't bother watching it, because I'm like, this is so, like, meh. Oh, no, Jamie Foxx killed it. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Foxx did a great job. It wasn't a bad movie. It was a different kind of uh, spin on the superhero thing. I see. Uh, it was something different. I, I enjoyed it. But, uh, but yeah, like I just can't think of any movies like lately that he's done that have been great. You know, The last one I can think of is The Night Before, but it's a comedy. Exactly. He does a good that job, was good. But, uh, but the, the, the whatever, the one where he had cancer with Seth Rogen. Oh, my God. That's just, um, just sad, dude. I hate that movie. I, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. It just. Yeah, it's just not. It's, you know, it's just kind of like. It just gives you a shitty feeling. Like right. 50-50. Yeah, 50-50. 50-50. That was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the fucking, uh, the one where, where he's walking between the Twin Towers, the trampoline, uh, the trapeze movie. Oh, 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 he did do that, didn't he? I Dude, you know, I heard a bunch of people threw up and shit. Like, that movie gave him vertigo. Oh, I believe like it. a motherfucker. They, like, had to put warnings and shit at the beginning of the movie before he watched it. That would have been me because I don't do well with that shit at all. Like, I can usually detach. Like, I know it's on a screen. I know I'm not going to fucking do anything. Like, nothing's going to happen to me. But shit, there's certain times I don't know. But yeah, I guess, like, that's how good the effects were. Mm-hmm. Like, when he steps out there, you literally feel like you're about to fall off a fucking That would have been really good in the IMAX. That's what they were saying. It was people in IMAX that yeah, were getting fucked up. Because I was watching, my dad took me to IMAX and Mosey, and they were watching, like, the... 
Egypt. They were showing shots of Egypt, but they would do this thing in IMAX where they would go over a cliff and right as the cliff ended, you felt like you were going to fall into the rest of the crowd. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. What do you give it? What do I give it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.8. 6. You're just staying away from the sevens just mm. ever so slightly. Yeah, because yeah, I thought about it. I really did. I didn't enjoy it enough to be a seven, yeah. but I didn't hate it enough to give it a six. So I that's see. what I said, 6.8. All right, that's fair. This is a highly recommended. I want this movie to have a cult following. It deserves a cult following. It's a great, fantastic movie. Please check it out if you have not seen it. Well, it's going the right direction because of us now. Yeah, exactly. I felt like we gave a very good. If I can make this movie have a bigger cult following, I have served my purpose on on this earth. Mm. So, amen. You told me before we hit record that you had some news for me about the next movie we're doing and yeah I've bro been, because i've been on the edge of my seat the whole fucking time yeah bro because we are the uh the unofficial you know ben affleck podcast <laughs> the unofficial official ben affleck podcast. yeah the fan flick the fan flick podcast right and uh we're gonna do an affleck movie baby god damn it keep this gangster train rolling bro and i got the second most gangster ben affleck movie i could think of what live by night live by night and you know I haven't seen it. Like you don't. You didn't even ask me. You just knew. It's a. It's a. It's about a gangster during prohibition, based yeah. on a true story. Actually, based on a book written off a bestseller. I have the book. 2016. Not not super old. Oh no, it's great, man. A lot of shoot 'em up, little mafia element, all the things that make a par movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You got Affleck in there, who's gorgeous. He's killing it. Fucking in suits the whole time. Mm-hmm. Shooting shit up. Some Tommy Gun play in there. Some fucking dope movie. Um, came out at a really bad time, like as far as when they released it. They released it right around Christmas, with I think it was like an Avengers movie or a Star Wars movie, something like that. Yeah, your shit's just gonna get buried. And uh, I remember Ben Affleck directed this one, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody kept asking him about the Batman because he was still gonna write and direct and act in the Batman. This before they got Matt Reeves, right. And he got pissed because for every press tour, every interview, anything he did for this movie, like this was a passion project for him. <laughs> and he really wanted, he said, I love this story. He's like, I read this story a bunch growing up. He's like, I love it. He's like, it was really important to me that I made it. And uh, he's like, every time I, I got a chance to talk about it, nobody wanted to hear about it. They just wanted to hear about Batman. He goes, and I got a little tired of it. He's like, there's probably a couple interviews out there where I kind of bite people's heads off. Like, Look, man, I love, thank you for Warner Brothers for giving me the opportunity. I love playing Batman. Super excited to get to that, but I want to do this first. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this first. This isn't a, a DC movie I'm doing. You know, like, but, so yeah, but. I've heard that. I've I, heard they've asked him about Batman, that he was just being a dick about it. And, uh, I saw it, uh, at the theater, I believe. And I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a little long. Mm. A little sad, but uh, great kills, great shooting up, shootouts and shit. Right. And uh, I thought Affleck did a good job. I just hope it's better than Capone. Oh, it's better than Capone. <laughs> Already, I can tell you it's better than Capone. Yeah, that's yeah. a miss for me. But anyway. It's fucking, I'm sad about that, bro. Me too. 
like it's one of those movies that I want to go back and watch. It's like, yeah, but do you? Really I've like tried, it? bro. Have you? I've tried, dude. I've watched it like two and a half times. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Such a waste of Tom Hardy, bro. Oh, he's never gonna get a chance to do that again either. Like this was it. They shit the bed, literally. I don't know. They might he shit the bed. He shit his pants. He shit the car. He shit everywhere, bro. <laughs> That's all that movie was. Tom Hardy shits us compone. Literally, he's just watching him take dumps and throw up and cough and shit. Like it was disgusting. Like I don't want to watch that shit. Right. I'm curious, like, how many fucking Ben Affleck movies there are out there that I haven't seen because... Oh, dude, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin it, bro. You got so many to go, dude. Like, so many to go through. Oh, fuck. We're not going to ruin them it for you. It would be funny if you just kept giving me Ben Affleck movies, like, for the rest of the year. Like, I just stopped the gangster <laughs> shit completely and just go straight to Affleck movies? Yeah, right. Um, I really wish you hadn't seen The Town because that would have been a winner for me. Oh, definitely. So the town's amazing. That's I love that one of his movie. best movies. Written, directed. Yeah, he is just a phenomenal fucking director, dude. He is. He that is his niche. Um, and he can direct himself, which I feel like is either a gift or a curse. Because like Mel Gibson's one of those guys that like when you watch the movie he directs himself, they're so much better than the ones he's in. Mm-hmm. Like all the lethal weapons, like, they should let him direct them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Braveheart is really what I'm talking about. I oh, love Braveheart. I was going to say, yeah, Braveheart's great. He's not in Passion of the Christ, <laughs> which is like his biggest movie ever. Yeah. But that's more so Jesus, not him. Yeah. I mean, you put God in it, it's going to sell. Right. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite jokes from Deadpool 2. Now I'm literally second to God. We beat him overseas where religion's made up. <laughs> Highest grossest rated R movie ever next to The Passion of Christ. So that is insane, dude. So I watched a movie recently that I fucking fell in love with immediately. And my little movie group, they kept posting this movie over and over. People kept buying it. They were raving about it. So I'm like, you know what? It's on Hulu. I'll check it out. I'll watch it. Fell in love with this movie. And then the wife decided to do something nice and bought it for me. So now I I don't even have a 4K player, but now I have a 4K of this fucking movie. It's called Possessor. It's by Brandon Cronenberg. You know. That's the son of David? Yes. Oh, God. David Cronenberg's son. Is that a newer movie? Yes. It came out in like 2019. No, 2020. I feel like I heard of it. This movie is fucking crazy, and it's right up my alley. It's a psychological sci-fi horror thriller. So that's going to be your next movie after, though. This is going to be my next one after Live By Night? Yeah, after your Ben Affleck love fucking shit. But, um, I'm going to turn you into a Ben Affleck fan, bro. <laughs> I don't hate Ben Affleck, but you're going to make but it. you don't love him yet, <laughs> and you will. So uh, all the movies that I have, like just this one just trumped all of them, and I want you to watch this one because I want right. to talk about it because it's relatively new. Um, we got a request. You remember Cody? My buddy that we used to work with us for a little bit. Oh, right, right. Um, he wants us to do Smoking Aces too. Oh, my God. I said, we probably throw it in the death box. I was going to say, can you we know? put it in the death yeah, box? we'll throw it in the death box because like, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to watch that shit. But right. He's like, I thought it was really good. Maybe better than the first one. I was like, all right, calm down, guy. <laughs> like, uh. There's nobody in it, right? Not that, and, and nobody from the original. 
I think there might be like one or two of them, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not a lot. And I know like Vinny Jones is like the biggest guy in that movie, yeah. which I love Bullet Tooth Tony, but it's like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if you can carry a fucking movie, bro. Right, like, right. You're a great henchman, you know, shit like that. But. That would be like trying to make uh, um, oh, Joel Eckerton's character. I forgot his name. Hugo. Trying to make a Hugo movie. I want to see Hugo in another <laughs> movie, bro. I don't give a fuck if it's for another five minutes or what, but I need that in my life. <laughs> The, the, the role of the cinnamon dude mick called and talked to me for like 45 minutes last week dude he was like look man i gotta tell you he's like i love the episode but uh greg shit on that movie bro i love smoking aces like <laughs> he was like what the fuck man he did not tell me that <laughs> and he said uh he said he said and i really wanted to call you when y'all were making when i was watching it because uh he's like you said that it was a waste that they didn't use ray Liotta and andy garcia for mobster parts and he's like but that's so predictable man i was like yeah now that you say it obviously it is but yeah. i was like at the time i felt like you know what damn it if you're a good fellas you get to be a gangster in anything you want to be exactly good. But maybe they asked Ray, and he was like, nah, I'd rather be a cop. People get really buttered when I shit on movies, and I fucking love it. No, like, he loves it. I, I didn't know that Mick was that big of a fan of uh, Smoking Nations. I didn't either until he's like, I'm listening to the episode. Fucking love this movie. <laughs> and then he was like, he's like, after you talk, I fucking watched it just to make sure. I was like, I fucking watched it. I still love it. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's a fun, dumb action movie. Like, it is what it is. I just hated the beginning. Like, clean that up, and it would have been fine. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we got a comment on um, that one Denzel movie about him saving his son or whatever. Oh yeah, man. Um, not man on fire. I would love to do man on fire, but uh, right, John I Q. Love that movie. But yeah, John Q. There was a comment like, "Why does he go on the right? I hate this movie so much." Because <laughs> John Q. is beloved by everybody, I bro. Know, like, me. it's because you don't have a kid, dude. That's what it is. Bro. Is that what it is? I think I think that's what it is because you just don't know what you're willing to do for your children. Or I just don't want cliche ash movies. That's what I really won't want. Fuck you, bro. The movie's amazing, <laughs> dude. The movie's got heart. Son. I'm sure by the time when it came out, it was probably adored and didn't have all. I the was like cliches. one of those people, though, man. Like I didn't want to get on the hype train because I was just, I was probably 12, yeah. 11 when that movie came out. And, uh, and we kept, you know, I kept seeing it everywhere. It was still when Blockbuster was a thing and mm-hmm. shit. And then I just remember, like, the movie was always rented out. Yeah. And my dad was like, fuck this, I'm going to get this fucking movie. And he ended up, <laughs> I don't know if he found a place that had it or ended up buying one or what, but we watched it. And I just remember little old me, like, looking at my dad like, you would never do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> you would never take over a hospital and threaten to kill people I to love, save my life. <laughs> I love that our parents fucking did it, because my dad did the same thing. He would make me watch these movies where, the like, the father is the hero. He's like, that's what a real father is. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You're not that. <laughs> Yo, so watching all these fucking movies, you didn't pick up any tips or <laughs> nothing? Like, this is this mess you're doing, huh? This, do you think, is this how you see yourself? Because this is not how you are at all, dude. Exactly. He's like, that's a good father. Just, you know, good for him. My dad like, never loved me. Yeah, it'd be nice if you were like that. Oh, you passed it on. Don't worry, bro. Like, is that why you don't want kids, bro? You just feel like you're going to be a shitty dad? Um, Yes, I was literally talking to a friend about this like two days ago. Yeah. She was, uh, she was talking about her daughter and I was like, you know what? That's why I can't have kids because I would just beat them. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. I would it, fuck it, them up. It is the patience you learn. You know, like I can take stuff 
way like i think the last time i had my kids over here your wife was like your daughter kept saying dad and dad and you just kept talking to me and greg like you didn't even hear it's like oh i don't i was like completely zone her out like <laughs> i mean i have no problem doing that now i'm fucking champion of that shit and it's just part of having kids bro you learn to talk over noise background noise and you learn to shut, shut, shut your mouth i'm talking right you hear me talking the worst is when i'm on the phone they see you get on the phone, the motherfuckers start banging drums, fucking cymbals. It's because you, they don't have your attention anymore. Someone else has your attention, so they need it back. You see, and that's the thing. Everybody, my dad, my mom, they always say, you were just like that when you were little. But I don't remember that, though. Like, I kind of remember being like, man, I wish these people would leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I like being in here by myself. Oh, my God. Me. Like, in my room, <laughs> yeah. that was my kingdom, bro. Yeah, exactly. My dad and mom were coming. Hey, man, don't bring none of that bullshit in here, bro. It's chill vibes only in here. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk through that door. Yeah. No drama. Leave that bullshit at the living room. Right. You know? <laughs> and my room was, like, the size of half my house now when I was a kid. Mm. It's just so weird, bro, because... I had everything when I was a, when a younger kid, and yeah, then when I me, when yeah. I got to become a teenager, I got to like I, I went to the opposite, didn't have anything. So I I, I don't know. I feel like it gives me a unique perspective because I spoil the shit out of my kids. Oh, because I don't ever want them to feel how I used to feel about anything. Yeah, and so. I think that's how parents should be. Like, I mean, spoil them to a certain extent, make them appreciate their things. Like, um. But that did, that scared the shit out of me when I first had kids, man. I thought I was going to be a shitty dad. Yeah. Not that my dad is a shitty dad, but he's not the greatest dad. But Right. I mean, all dads have their flaws. Right. You know? I mean, he, he's been there. You know, I can't say he's ever abandoned me or anything. I, I think mean, it's the main thing. Just be there for your kids yeah. whenever they need you. But, like, that's what I take out of it is, like, I want to try to be a better dad than he was. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's, like, well, how I feel, like, when I try to be with my kids. I'm like, look, you know. But you end up doing it. You end up saying shit your dad said to you. You end up yelling at them about the same shit you got yelled at. Yeah. And then you end up calling your dad middle of halfway through the week and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for what? I was an asshole. I, I, I get that now. Like, my kids suck. He's like, you think it's all funny fucking games. I tried to tell you. Y'all sucked the life out of me. Right. And I even if you don't have kids, if you're not calling your parents at least once a week and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you learn why they were the way they were. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I started watching The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, you did. I um, I've seen it. I started watching it before, but I think it was because I felt like I had to not because I necessarily wanted to. So I wasn't really paying attention it's to it. It's a fucking it. trick question. You should always want to. Yeah, fair enough. But now I feel like I'm paying attention. I'm excited. I'm like invested. And I picked up on something really interesting. So you and Tony Soprano, I feel like you try to embody him as a person. That would be amazing. You have a lot of his mannerisms. That is literally the best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. I was just watching Sopranos. I'm like, that feels like a very Nick thing to say. Like, I feel like my dick just grew an inch. Thank you for saying that, bro. I appreciate that. That is the kindest thing anyways ever hey, said. Hey, no me. problem. But I just thought it was pretty funny. I if like, I could be a fucking mob boss, you fucking right, I would. That would be fantastic. And I think that's where your depression comes, is that you can't live that life. Like, it's not possible. Yeah. But you want to so bad. So bad, bro. <laughs> I just want to kill people, bro, and get paid for it. Like, what's the wrong in that? Like, you know? I just thought it was pretty funny. I picked up on a couple Somebody, of his. Some people want to be a doctor or a fucking lawyer, bro. Like, I just want to be a mob boss, bro. Or yeah. like a drug lord or something. Like, I mean, 
That if would you, be cool as shit. If you really put your mind to it, Nick, you can do this. No, see, I say that, but I can't, bro, because like somebody's got to take care of these fuckers. Like, <laughs> and if I'm in prison, like my wife's gonna be fucking somebody else. Like, it's just gonna be a whole thing. I'm gonna be that much more depressed in there. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not worth it. Nobody but... gives a shit how you're the man on the outside when you're inside. Like, there's a great line that's like season three or four mm-hmm. where Polly's talking to another another one of the guys. He goes, last time I heard you get, oh, season five, he's talking to Feech. So you got a while to go, but. Yeah. He's like, I did 20 years for this fucking family. And he's like, last time I checked, you got points for staying out of the fucking can. Like, telling him, like, he's a fucking dumbass for going mm-hmm. to prison for so long. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about that life. Like, you literally only have your reputation because when you get caught it's over with yeah exactly and that's what they were talking about somebody being in prison or whatever but yeah i'm super invested so we're trucking through where you at right now season one still oh yeah we're like fresh into it i think um junior just got mob leader oh yeah it's like episode three or four yeah yeah, i was gonna say you're getting there yeah so about halfway through the first season Mm mm-hmm but yeah, just like this time around, for some reason, I'm like hooked. I tell you what, man. It, it, I tell you what is when I do want to watch Sopranos and I don't know what to watch. Like, like you know, because I'll jump in wherever because it doesn't matter. I've seen it so many times. I can pick up anywhere and know what's going on. Right. But season one is, it's literally, if we're talking about season for season, it's probably one of the best seasons of a TV show ever. Yeah. Like, it's season one is amazing and it's almost it almost sucks because like I feel like the show kind of goes downhill season by season until the final season then I feel like it fucking blew everybody away Hmm. in a good way and in a bad way well I'm excited I just wanted to let you know I'm doing my due diligence that's badass bro I know we don't do TV but that would be cool to do a Sopranos thing that would be pretty crazy we can do like a season season like when I finish season one, we could talk about it. Yeah, I read a uh, I read a Tony Soprano joke the other day, mm-hmm. and he's like, "So a rich guy and a poor guy are talking, and he just says, uh, would you get your wife for your anniversary?' Talking to the rich guy, rich guy goes, "I got her a diamond ring and a Mercedes." He goes, "Holy shit! Why'd you get her a diamond ring and a Mercedes?" He goes, "Well, that way if she doesn't like the ring, she can take it back to the store in a Mercedes." He's like, what'd you get your wife? Asking the poor guy. The poor guy goes, oh, I got her a pair of earrings and a dildo. He goes, well, why'd you get her a dildo? He goes, because if she doesn't like the earrings, she can go fuck herself. <laughs> I fucking loved it, dude. I'm about fucking dying. I was like, that's so great, dude. It's pretty good. And Junior, Junior's got so fucking many of them in that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said one of them. I can't remember what it was, but it made me laugh. Did you hear what about the Chinese Godfather? Oh yeah, made yeah, him yeah. an offer he couldn't understand. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Junior's the best about this show. The way he is pretty good. The only thing I and I realized that when I would go back and watch the older episodes now is uh, I can't stand his fucking mother. Oh yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'm like when she gets to. fucking when she dies. I'm just spoilers, obviously. The show's like 20 years old. I don't give a shit anymore. Right. But uh, yeah, dude, when the mom dies, that's like the that's like the best part of the show for me. Like, oh, thank God we can move on from this shit. I excuse me, okay, because I was watching it this time around, and I just noticed like she's being a bitch on purpose for no reason. She's like, not the worst in season one. 
season two is when you're like, oh my God, man, like off this bitch already. Like, yeah. Well, she has this like one moment where he puts her into the nursing home and he brings some uh, macarons mm. and you can tell she wants them. Mm. Like she's like, oh, macarons. But then she stops herself just to be a bitch about it. And I'm just like, oh, you're just doing this shit to be a fucking bitch. Yeah, because like she always tried to make it seem like he was just this terrible fucking person. Right. And like literally all he did for that first season is just try to make this bitch love him. Yeah. And just he's trying so hard. I would not put that in much effort. But he like he said, like, it's my mother. But I swear, Artie, I swear my mother. (laughs) So fucking good, dude. And she's such a fucking conniving bitch in that shit, too. She fucking plays Junior like a fucking fiddle. Yeah, she does. Gets him all right. And dude, how crazy of a gangster bitch are you to have a fucking hit put out on your own son? Right. For going to therapy, not fucking snitching, not, not you know, slapping somebody around. They shouldn't have been fucking talking to somebody about his feelings. <laughs> they caught his father never a little something. I was just like, wow, dude. He was a saint. <laughs> My father dead 20 years. She fucking hated him. He dies. He's a saint now. I love that shit, dude. That's probably the best part of that show is him with the therapist, man. I love him and Lorraine Blanco in that fucking oh, yeah. show. Uh, she plays Carrot in Goodfellas, but mm-hmm. she is fantastic in this show. She is really great. You seem angry. Well, you were top of your fucking class, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve this shit. I'm a good person. <laughs> sure, I do some things, but I take care of my family. I don't deserve this. I'm a good person. Sometimes being in here is like taking a shit. <laughs> She's like, I call it emotional growth. No, it's like taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. I can't wait to get back at it. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for you. I may go home and start watching it again. Fuck it. Eighteen times a charm, baby. Right. I don't think I've ever rewatched a show that much. It's just crazy, bro, because I have them all on DVD, Mm -hmm. and like for a while there, like I just always had a DVD of it in my in my DVD player or in my. PlayStation. Uh, that makes sense. It's kind of like a friend of mine. He uh he would buy a new metal CD and he would keep it in his car for like a month and just play it over and over. Like he wouldn't change it to the radio. He wouldn't change the CD out. He would just listen to that same CD for like a month. That's straight. how I am with any song that I that I get find or I love. I have to listen to that bitch until I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, because, uh, I got a new song for you. Thank you for reminding me. I can't play it on the fucking podcast because last time I played fucking. What was his name? Oh, the red, the all lot of red. Yeah, a whole lot of red guy it got us taken down in some parts. So really, yeah. Uh, but so I can't play this one because it's a hit. That guy, you heard this? No, I never heard that one. Uh, it's just a nice. My wife sent me this because it has <laughs> it's like a an banger. It's just a banger. That shit goes hard as fuck. Is it like a rap song? Oh yeah, it's a rap song. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll check it out. Who's more. it by? Uh, Masked Wolf. Never heard of him. Me either. Hmm. Wife sent me this. I had this shit on repeat on the way home from work. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I turned my hey, speakers Did you up. listen to any of the other of his songs? They're okay, but this is his like this niche. Is the, this this is, is the one, one that blew yeah. him up. Yeah. So so. Do you want to end, wrap it up and then we'll listen to it? Or oh yeah, I'm not gonna listen okay. to it on this fucking podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not getting taken down. Yeah, but but I don't, we I, need our Indian audience, man. <laughs> exactly, because that's the place they do it. Like no, that, it was uh, like, North Korea. Uh, we're we in need- North Korea. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> I didn't even think we were allowed to be on in North Korea, dude. That's what it said. It's like, you've been taken down in North Korea. I'm like, I didn't know we were allowed in there, but cool to know. Good to know. I just imagine these poor people just like hate their lives. They can't go outside. 
I'd listen to War with Cinema this week. It's going to be a good episode. What do you mean they took it down? <laughs> like the five ranging. people that just like love our shit over there. It shows that we put it up and it's grayed out. They can't click it and they're just raging. The fuck? <laughs> That's it. I'm fucking done. We're going to South. I'm over this shit. Right. No War with Cinema, no North Korea. Pack this shit up. We're leaving. <laughs> this is where I draw the line. <laughs> Send them to the labor camps. Yeah, that's rough, dude. If we get any lessons from North Korea ever, bro, fuck, I love those people. Yeah. I love them forever. Help them. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so next week's Live by Night, man. Live by Night. I'm scared. I bought this movie brand new in the package, $4. $4? Really? $4. You found this movie. I found this movie. I'm actually pretty impressed. All right, well, next time. Next time. Later. Later.